This is a Baby Brunch podcast. Parents, children that are in children's homes is not parents that doesn't love their children. You could see it, you know, if they come and visit the children on site, you can see the love between the child and the parent. It is just they don't have the ability to bring up the child. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollient moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. Onlangs het ek een boek gelees oor uh, baie awesome skryver wat groot geboord het in een kinderhuis. Ek het nie besef doordat ek sy boek gelees het nie en uh, you know Hollywood does all kinds of things with the notion of adoption or growing up in an orphanage. Sometimes they color it in or they make it seem like it's really dreadful. This mm-hmm. being a parent and parent support platform uh, I want to talk about not just adoption, but at what point do you realize it's time to give up your child? Joining us today is Johanna Strauss. She's from the Durbanville Children's Home. I can see that you're doing it for mamas and papas and work for for our children of South Africa. So it's really an honor to have you on Baby Brunch today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. I'm going to get straight into it. How do children end up in a children's home? When do you yeah, um, when do you receive a child? Yeah, you see what's very interesting is, as you just said in your intro, is that I think there's this um, kind of notion of what a children's home is. So I think for us it is actually to demystify that because it is a court procedure. Uh, eventually a child lands up due to a court procedure. So what happens is your social worker in the community itself identifies a need. That need can be you as a mother feeling that one of the children that that shares the classroom with your child um, is not getting enough food or seems to be abused. Um, Then you report it to the external social worker. I think it's also very important for the public out there to understand that Durbanville Children's Home as an entity, we don't take in children. We Children get placed with us. So the external social worker will identify the problem. They will put a case forward to the court. The court would see, is this child really in need? Do they think that this child needs alternative placement? Then from time to time, as there is available beds with us, we get children as profiles, and then they get placed at the Durbanville Children's Home. But then they are already found in need of care. Now, that is extreme forms of abuse and neglect. Um, If it is something like the child doesn't get enough food or if it's poverty per se, that's not the reason to place a child in a children's home. Because remember, as soon as you take a child out of the community and place him within a institution like Durbanville Children's Home, it becomes 22 times more expensive than treating that problem within the community, taking food parcels there or just giving support to the family. So a child is placed in a children's home upon court order. So so none of those children, you, you can't, they, they have parents. You can't adopt them. No, no, no. There's some of our children that doesn't have 
parents. They are then linked to maybe a family member within the community. So what happens is the court says this child is in your custody for the next two years. Then we go back to the court. If we could see that, the, then we work very closely with the external social worker because in some way they have to stabilize the environment for the child. So if we can see there's improvement, because remember, a children's home is your last resort. It is not the ideal place for a child to be brought up in. But it is for a lot of children a huge relief that they can be in a situation where there is at least normality with regards to getting regular foods at regular times, um, feeling nurtured, feeling loved, etc. But um, then every two years we go back. Um, But some children, a lot of our children stay with us up to the age of 18. I think Mm -hmm. just also for the public, I want to explain that the court um, gives a monthly stipend to the Durbanville Children's Home to look after the children um, until the, up to the age of 18 or even up to the age of 21 if they are studying towards getting matric. Um, but it is uh, at 18, children can leave the children's home. So I'm trying to understand why if, if things are so bad at home that they need to be placed in better care with strangers and people who take their best interests at heart, why can't we adopt them? Why can't I arrive there and say, well, let me save the children of the world and take some of them home? Is there, what's the rule about that? All right, let me put it to you like this. If we could find enough foster parents, if we can find enough people who wants to adopt children, obviously that is your preferred choice. Adoption is the preferred choice. But I think the public, they also need to understand that some people has got specific um, specifications in terms of the profile of the child that they want to adopt. So I think that's also a, uh, yeah, that also makes it difficult. So what happens is, when the children arrives in our care, so there are specific um, rules and regulations pertaining to the uh, to the courts that they need to adhere to. The child needs to be without a parent. Um, there must have been some form of um, neglect. Then that child can be up for adoption. So it is all about. Or it is for us to talk to the external social worker because they are facilitating that process making them aware of um, if there's children in our care that can actually be adopted, which we do, then they come up with a plan and then we try to place these children um, with parents outside the children's home. It is just very difficult that, especially the older children, people are not very, I would say, yeah, they prefer smaller children to the older children. So it becomes more difficult to get placements for those children. And just to um, make you understand how difficult it is, we um, place our children out during school holidays because otherwise it's not good for a child to be in an institution like Durbanville Children's Home for a long period of time because they become institutionalized. Now, what does institutionalization mean is you do everything for the child. Um, So... uh, in our holidays, we've got about 85 children that stay behind that has got nobody 
They don't have parents. They don't have an uncle. They don't have an aunt. They don't have a oma or opa that can look after them. So it is a huge problem. We are all open for the fact that our children can be adopted, but it is a process that are facilitated by the external social worker. So in the children's home scenario, how many role players are there? So there's the scenario where the child has to leave his foster home because of the court order. Who places, who who does that first step? The external social worker uh, identifies the need and then the Department of Social Development reaches out to a children's home like Durbanville Children's Home and we place the child within our care. And we've got child and youth care workers as well as social workers that care for our children. And while they are at the children's home, how do we make sure that they are in an environment where there's a mommy and a daddy or someone to go to? Obviously, there are all these systems in place from what I've seen within a children's home to mimic the scenario of a natural family. Yeah, it's it's quite mimic is the correct word because it all depends on different variables. If you've got more money, you can employ more child and youth care workers. You can create that scenario of the mother and the father would say two or three or four children. At present, our ratio is 12 children to one child and youth care worker. Now, you can imagine um, they work three days off, three days on. They start six o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night. And we've also got night shift. But you can imagine, I mean, um, I think you've got two children and I'm, I'm not sure I've got two children. And that was already for me a huge challenge because I was working and I've got the children. So for them to care and look and look after all these children's needs. And then remember, we work with traumatized children. It's not children that has been in a stable environment. So, yeah, we've got a lot of challenges, but... The way that we try to do this is that we really empower our people through training. We give them a lot of wealth, uh, wellness support as well. And we also, in some way, we just work together very well as a big team because that's the only way you can do it. Because the one thing that's, that, that has really, um, yeah, for me is extremely important is that people always say that a child is individual. You know, in your house, you have to treat children differently, et cetera, et cetera. In our environment, it's more so. And now you get 12 children in your house unit and um, all of these children has got different needs. It, it's really difficult. Who come the, 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 the negative stigma? I ken a billionaire, what, and I can't raise great words, that the hours got me in... He did really well for himself, you know. He mm. he turned out to be really good. But is it stigma that that you know, was not generous or or was unkind, or or was it that it grew up so many hours? How come the stigma around him the generous and how come how come is that a bangheid and verbonden? You know, I I was bang to go or I was bang my mother to be generous. Look, the whole thing is, um, so Herman Lotte can in his book who can say is dat dit is nie makkelijk om in een kinderhuis te wees nie, want jy word basis weggevat van jou familie. Dit is een baie traumatische proces wat gebeur in effect, dat um, jy nou in die hele nieuwe omgeving moet aanpas. So ek dink dit in zichzelf verder is op ons perseel is 130 kinders, want is ook een satellietheis wat 12 kinders het, nou is baie beter om kinders bijvoorbeeld in een huis te hou waar daar nie 12 kinders is, Ons het bloot net in die fondse om 12 verskillende huise in die gemeenskap te hee om hierdie kinders te huisvest nie. 
So ek dink dit is een verskrikkelijke, ek bedoel ek het altijd gedink dat as ek self as kind in een kinderhuis moes gesit gewees het, dit is verskrikkelijk moeilik. Um, soos ek sê, vir betuikinders is een geweldige verlichting, jy kan het sien, ek sê altyd, jy kan het in die kinderse hare sien, die hare blink en alles na een maand of twee, soos hulle, en jy kan sien, daar is net een verlichting en hulle speel meer vry enzovoorts, maar het is nie een gemakkelijke situasie, nou moet jy weet, binnen die huis eenheid, moet jy nog ook jou klein plekkie vind, daar is twaalf ander kinder saam met jou, nou is jy een klein sienkie van twee jaar oud, nou is jy seens van 16 jaar oud, so, uh, dit is net nie makkelijk nie, en ek dink ook, dat um, die feitbystanders baie boeken geskryf oor kinderhuise, en oor seese films gemaakt, wat het lyk asof hulle die kinders rechtig baie swak behandel, en ek dink dit, soos jy sê, dit is so, daar is een baie, baie negatieve um, beeld van kinderhuise daar buiten, maar mens moet maar net, ek sê vir myself elke dag, Elke dag moet daar net een verbetering kom in termen van, jy moet net die hele tijd probeer om te groei en verbeter in termen van die kinderhuis en om het meer een huiselijke atmosfeer vir die kinders te maak. Daar is mamas wat luister na hierdie pot gooi en wat kyk na hierdie videos op babybrunch.co.za mm. en van hulle voel, maar dis te veel. Dis net te mm. veel en dit is tyd om hierdie kind op te gee, weg mm. te gee, to mm. give up. You know, a part of me empathize. I mean, I can't think of anything with my children on my lap. I rushed home mm-hmm. today because I knew I was mm-hmm. going to see you. And all I wanted was a kiss from my little one first mm-hmm. before I got to sit down with a tiny that mommy's going to speak to. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, Joanna, it's a hard game. It's mm-hmm. tough. And the one thing that we as parents can say to each other is, oh, you know, some days are hard. And it, but then, then for some people, it's hard all the time. Mm-hmm. It's hard the whole time. And so, is it is it better? Is it better to say, let me give them up? And what what do you call that? Is that adoption or is that put them in a children's home? Because Johanna made it seem like it's not that bad. You see, the thing is, it's your choice, obviously. But I think um, people that really feel overwhelmed uh, in terms of their children's behavior, some children, they find it very difficult to bring up children. And there's different reasons for them. Some parents have intellectual disabilities. Some people have disabilities. And then some people, some parents are addicted to substances. Now, if that is the scenario, you know, um, and your child doesn't get his food on time, doesn't get the love that he's supposed to get, and doesn't get the nurturing that he's supposed to get, then obviously the children's home become a good option, but it's never the best option for a child. So for me, it's the same, Ilana, to think that I would have given up one of my two children, but I had a support support system. I've got my parents, I had my husband. Um, So I would not judge people, and I don't. And I always say to people that it's not parents' children that are in children's homes. It's not parents that doesn't love their children. You could see it, you know, if they come and visit the children on site, you can see the love between the child and the parent. It is just they don't have the ability to bring up the child, whether that is due to the fact that there is some trauma that they've maybe experienced or some substance abuse or anything like that. They just find it extremely difficult um, to bring up children. And I think if if you can't give what your child needs, then you look. You need to definitely look at alternative care. But you also need to understand that when you have a child, that there is a huge responsibility with that. 
Why did you decide to keep your child? I decided to keep my child because he brought such a lot of joy into my life. I mean, I can't imagine my life without my children. Both are now in the Netherlands and I experienced during this, um, I was there for two weeks and the only, one day we were together, the three of us, and I, I experienced that total sense of peace. And that is what the family brought to me. My family brought a sense of purpose to my life. And also I was in the good position to have a job, to not be drawn to certain um, substance abuse and things like that. So, yeah, I led a very stable and I would say very predictable, boring life. And therefore it was, I was able to actually bring up my children. If there's anyone listening and watching that feels that it's just too much, it's mm. extreme to think about giving them away or mm. saying that alternative care is is an option. But when things get tough, like it does for all of us, mm. when mom guilt gets too much, when trying to cope and finding mechanisms to cope becomes overwhelming and attractive, you know, drugs, alcohol, too much prayer, wanting to be away from them too much. Mm. If, if any of those feelings creep up, I mean, I know that you are a mom and that you are a very good manager of a children's home and you're not a psychologist, but you've been in that position before. What's your advice to any mom or parent that is struggling with that feeling and those feelings? I think it's extremely important to be very honest with yourself. I think it's a difficult thing to say, I can't handle or I can't manage. But the thing is, some of the, some children have div severe behavior problems. So that is something that some parents find extremely difficult to cope with. What I would suggest is go to a social worker and discuss it with a social worker because they've got certain um, resources that they can help you with. There is parenting classes uh, where parents get a little bit of assistance. There's also um, maybe an opportunity to just take the child out of the environment for a period of time, bring the child back, or just getting the understanding of what the child's needs is and in what way can you actually assist that child and then get a better relationship with your, with your child. Um, yeah, so I would definitely, if I was in that position, I would reach out to a um, social worker. And I always say, you know, it's very easy for people that has had, as I mentioned before, boring lives like me that could keep things together. It's easy for us to say, you know, why this and why that? But I've in this environment, I've really learned not to judge. I don't judge people um, in terms of their parenting um, I just feel sorry, sorry for them that they must go through that hurt of actually losing their child. And then obviously there is parents that hasn't got that emotional connection or need for a child. And maybe for some reason there's a child in their lives. And I, I then don't think it's a good thing for that child to stay within that environment. Geef my een van julle grootste succesverhalen. Een story van een kind wat die kinderhuis verlaat het en wat hyper succesvol geword het. En jy hoef nie julle naam te noem nie. Nee, ek gaan julle noem. <laughs> Herman later gaan, waar hy boek geskryf het. Ek bedoel, mense waar hy boek gelees het. 
Um, dit is een ongelooflike reis van, um, van interne uh, pro problemen en uitdagings wat hij ervaar het en ten spuite daarvan het hy dit oorkom. Herman help ook van, van tijd tot tijd van my met een beetje raad as ek kom skakel. Raimi Short is ons um, beskermheer, Raimi Short is bekende acteer. Um, ach, en ek bedoel daar is rechters wat in die kinderhuise was, daar is mense wat wonderlijke dinge vir hulleself daarbij te doen, maar vir ons die grootste succesverhaal is eindelijk net as ons kinders in die gemeenskap kan aangaan, ingaan en hulle kan gaan met die behoefte om hulle die leven van hulle kinders te verbeter, want die mens wil nie die cyclus heen nie, die wil nie daar die herhaling van gedrag heen nie, so as ons kinders uitgaan en hulle het een werkie en hulle kan hulle kinders kyk en hulle is lief hulle kinders, dan is dit vir my een suksesverhaal. Who can ons jylle help? There's a lot of people, and when you talked about advice, I was almost going to say, we also here, Baby Branch is also here, we've got podcasts to to hopefully make your journey a little bit easier and um, for you to listen to as a parent. But how can we help Dovenville Children's Home and hopefully any other children's home that exists where all of our um, children live? I think we've got all children's homes has got similar needs because I always say to people, you've got two or three or four children, I've got 144 children. So whatever your needs of your children is, is our needs like toiletries, um, toys, uh, cutlery, crockery, linen, anything, you can bring anything. Then also what for us is very challenging is our children in 38 different schools. Now you can imagine the logistics around that. We've got a huge need for school clothing as well as for petrol and things like that. So um, that is a huge need for us. And then also um, there's a lot of people that want to do voluntary work at the children's home. So our needs is basically around our charity shop, our bookshop as well as homework support, because our children struggle at school. I think it's got a lot of, to do with their self-confidence. And then I think for businesses out there, we are ideal match in terms of skills development because our child and youth care workers need to be upskilled. We've also got a program that we upskill or assist our children with study bursaries after school. Um, it's also ideal for just skills development, social skills, leadership skills, all those things and then also for child protection. Johanna, it has been a pleasure chatting with you. Find Durbanville Children's uh, Homes details in our social media post. This is Baby Brunch. My name is Elana. Take good care of yourself. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.